Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology broadcasting from... Not so sunny, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Actually, it's sunny. It's sunny and cold for her. We're here in the Berg, broadcasting from the Berg via Wonders of Modern Technology. I'm Mrs. Cardiology. And this is the show produced uh, by me and, and starring Mrs. Sunita Pandit, Mrs. Cardiology herself, who gives you heart tips, not tricks. These are things that she's learned as a caregiver uh, over many years. And, and the wife and office manager, practice manager of Dr. Santosh Pandit in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Good stuff all. Uh, she asks the hard questions, and she gives you the tough challenges. And here she is, Mrs. Cardiology herself, Sunita Pandit. Well, thank you very much, Joanne. You always make me feel like a million bucks. A million bucks is what you're worth, and all the information and advocacy you get out here to to patients, so heart and other patients. Yes. Well, um, this is a such an appropriate topic we have today: anti-inflammatory foods. And we want to start out the show by talking about what is inflammation and why is it that we need to pay attention. And I forgot mm-hmm. my introduction. Can I just say something here? <laughs> sure. You're going to hear today the strong case for anti-inflammatory diets to combat chronic disease like heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer, asthma. Uh, and the question is, is it just a buzzword in current medical circles or can following an anti-inflammatory diet save your life? Now, Mrs. Cardiology's research shows that it certainly can't hurt. So we hope that not she's researched this and hope you will continue to research it and pay attention. She's got some authoritative sources on the anti-inflammatory diet. And please share this with those whose eating habits most certainly threaten their well-being. Well, the, um, the main reason I got involved with anti-inflammatory, reducing inflammation, it's because my byline is to reduce stress, as Mrs. Cardiology, because that's the root cause of all evils in terms of our health. And when you think about stress, um, it comes to us in a variety of ways, right, Joanne? I mean, it goes from family to life. I mean, life in general has all sorts of sources of stress, from family to friends to work and play and everything. What happens is that you have to understand one basic thing about inflammation. There's the good kind and there's the bad kind. And the good kind is when if you get hit by something or you're injured or something, you have what they call acute inflammation. And with acute inflammation, it means that your body starts to fight whatever has uh, the injury by bringing a lot of blood cells and um, all good what would you call it? I, w- I want to keep it in plain English and not in fancy medical terms. Um, repair. The repair system goes into into play. and Which is all fine and dandy. You, s- you see a swollen ankle and whatnot, that's inflammation. 
It has to swell up so that you can start healing properly. And once that's in play, then it starts to subside once it has done its job. The inflammation that Joanne and I are talking about today is called chronic. Chronic means continuous. It's going on and on and on and on, and no matter what uh, medication you take or this or that or the next thing, you can't seem to get it under control. And the reason that we get chronic inflammation from my research and Joanne's research is that it's we're under stress, bottom line. And it can be mental stress and it can be physical stress. I'm a caretaker. I lift my son still every day and he weighs over 100 pounds. So if you think about structurally, my body tends to lean one way because I'm lifting him constantly and I'm compensating for the balancing of the weight. Well, I'm creating a chronic condition in myself, repeatedly putting my weight one way or not the other, so I'm starting to walk like a penguin. That's not a good thing for my structure and my body posture. That's stress um, on your body. Pardon me? That's stress on your body. Stress on my body, yes. And so when you consider even the simple act of your normal day-to-day routine can cause structural stress, you need to be more careful. You need to pay attention. Bottom line, that Joanne and I constantly harp on on this um, program is you need to become aware and pay attention to what's going on to your body. So as we talk about inflammation, give me a second here. I've got to go back to my notes. You might, might, you might say physician heal thyself because the bottom line is you are your own physician. God. God's the number one healer, of course, but but you are your own physician. And if you're not paying attention, you cannot help your doctor heal you. No, and but inflammation is a big buzzword in medicine now. Doctors are becoming aware of it, but they don't have a complete solution, so to speak. There's no, I mean, they, they take, oh, you can t- say, they'll tell you you can take an anti-inflammatory, but what does that really do? Does it get to the root of the problem? Does it get to the reason why you're inflamed? You know, what is causing this inflammation? Um, And that's something that Joanne and I can't answer for you. You really have to do that homework and figure it out. There's also great great information that's come out from from some very uh, authoritative uh, sources like the Mayo Clinic just uh, put out uh, a health letter all about, uh, it's called Buzz on Inflammation. Yep. Oh, in, and in terms of um, the uh, the clinic, they talk about chronic inflammation is also known as low-grade or systemic inflammation. And it, it, it does play a long-lasting role in the body. And it, it just, you almost want to equate it to how when you're driving a car and all of a sudden you don't understand why you get a flat tire. Well, when you look at the tire, it's bald on one side. Why? Because it's not balanced. You didn't pay attention. You didn't get your wheels balanced. So that's why they tell you to go go get your car checked out every so often to make sure everything is running along. Otherwise, you end up with a flat tire you weren't planning on. I, at least that's one of the ways you can end up with a flat tire. That's, that's a great analogy, but the thing that we always 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 comment on is we're just basically researchers people who pay attention and try to get you to pay attention. Uh, Sunita is a practice manager, but she's not a physician, and you always need to be in contact with your physician. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, Being married to a physician, I can tell you this. 
the more educated you are, the more appreciative your doctor is because you're doing some of the homework with them. Not for them, but with them. And that becomes very key in your care because then it's easier for them to take care of you because you're already on board, so to speak. You're already halfway there with the information. And then it's the, the time spent with the doctor becomes so much more meaningful. Wouldn't you say, Joanne? Absolutely. You know, I just I just uh, referred somebody uh, to my P, to my PCP, and um, she called me back and she said, "I want you to know that Dr. Lindenbaum said she's a very smart, beautiful woman, and she's beautiful because she pays attention." Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you should leave your doctor's office with more questions than you arrived. You should leave the doctor's office with your questions answered. And sometimes they may not have an answer for you, which is fine. At least you ask them, and they should be honest enough with you to say to you, I don't have an answer for that. We'll have to find out. Now, your husband talks about inflammation a lot, too. Well, heart conditions are all based on inflammation. You tell me which, um, I don't know of any heart condition that is not related to inflammation. Matter of fact, there's blood work that they do to see how much inflammation, there's an inflammation marker. So they'll know, I mean, I have perfect blood work except I have inflammation. And my inflammation comes from the stress on my body. So I know I have to rest more, I have to eat better, I have to sleep more. I have to make sure I take my vitamins. My vitamins are a routine for me, but not enough sleep becomes the issue. So that's my homework on my own body that I'm encouraging our audience to do also. I'm not nearly as um, good at this this, uh, studying of myself as Joanne is. She's much more uh, um, tuned into her body and is aware of what's going on. And I'm learning. You know, Joanne's a great teacher in that sense because, and it's practical information. Like we, like she said, we're not physicians, we're not dietitians. We're here sitting here saying, scratching our head, like, wait a minute, we need to make sense out of this so we can figure this out. You know, interestingly enough, the blood test, and I didn't realize this till recently, the blood test uh, that detects inflammation is the protein level in your blood. Mm-hmm. And. And as a result, you know, sometimes people's protein level goes up and they say, well, you can only digest. It's not the same thing. Protein no. blood is something totally different. And um, and it's the C-reactive protein and plasma viscosity. Those are the blood tests that detect inflammation. Right. I have, I have uh, uh, inflammatory breast cancer, so... Uh, um, and so naturally, I have inflammation. I have inflammation, and my scores are, are my 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 protein scores are over normal. But surprisingly enough, because I watch not as much over normal as my endocrinologist tells me, as they should be for somebody that has the disease that I have. You're 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 uh, practicing a lot of, a lot of in- intervention. And that's why you're able to full-time work your business as you do. I mean, people people don't even recognize you these days because you've changed your body so much to, for the better. And it's not just a matter of weight loss. It's a matter of you just retuning your body to say, okay, enough's enough. I have to help my body heal itself. 
and you constantly and, and you have to be vigilant constantly. Mm-hmm. You can this this is we're talking to you about lifestyle. The anti inflammatory diet is a lifestyle change. And there's a whole bunch of different anti inflammatory diets out there, aren't there? I mean, every time you turn around, somebody else has got a new version of it. There are, but the one I think that is the most touted is Dr. Wiles, um, and Dr. Wiles has also been on the Dr. Oz show, and that's the one I think that everybody hears the most about. And if you check anti-inflammatory diets, you will find, um, right from Dr. Oz's website, you will find Dr. Wiles' um, uh, anti-inflammatory diet pyramid. Right. Now, is, would you say that his his is also considered the Mediterranean style, or is it unique and different than the Mediterranean? You know, I, I was looking at that actually, and quite frankly, I I think uh, if you look at it, it's very close to the Mediterranean uh, style diet. What what Mediterraneans do, you know, you think mm-hmm. about it, um, and uh, you know, you're eating uh, fruits and vegetables, Mediterranean. You're consuming healthy fats like olive oil and canola oil, Mediterranean. You're eating. Oh, wait, may, I, may I interject one thing on that healthy fat? And there was a recent article on uh, one of the news shows about olive oil. You have to be careful on your sourcing of your oils. There's a lot of people getting, getting involved in the oil industry that are not so um, noble in their cause. So you may not get a pure olive oil that you think you're getting. It's adulterated by other oils, and it's not on the label. There's a combination of really, really olive oil and canola. Labeled. That's a new one, yeah. Yeah, you really want to find something labeled organic if you can, because that's something that you know that you can't get that label without being checked. Yeah, and then, you know, um, eating a small portion of nuts. Now, you know that one of the things that um, that would happen in our home, and I'm 100% Italian on both sides of but my grand, all four of my grandparents came over on the boat. Nuts were always in our home, and not the nuts, the shelled nuts. Um, my mother would buy every time there was a holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, so we would have them in between. And she would buy nuts in the shell. Mm-hmm. And you sat there and cracked the nuts. And that was always on the table after dinner. And one of the things we brought out when company came, so you're talking about nuts, and then of course red wine in moderation. In moderation means probably a six ounce glass a day. Right, no more than that. And it doesn't say get rid of red meat, but consume very little red meat. You know. And even very- then, if you can get grass fed, that's the best kind. That means that the animal is is living a very natural life. Grass fed back- hormone and antibiotic free. And you know what? Insist on this, ladies and gentlemen, because quite frankly, it is not, it shouldn't cost you more to eat organic. The truth of the matter is, it costs, it's, it's, it's a myth. It costs less for organ, organic ranching uh, and, and organic and organic farms. It actually costs less. And the more we demand, the lower the cost becomes because there's a bigger group of people asking for it. And then, of course, eating fish on a regular basis is very important. Oh, and then you got to be a bit more careful about the fish. Farm-raised fish is not the best for you. You've got to find the free-roaming, free-swimming free, uh, fish. Make sure you get that correctly sourced. So, 
the American Heart Association uh, um, uh, weighs in on this uh, understanding of uh, the risk of inflammation also. Oh, yeah. Um, they said it's inflammation is common for heart disease and stroke patients and is thought to be a sign of atherogenic response, meaning it is causing problems in your arteries. It's important to know what inflammation is and what it can do to your heart. And Dr. Donna Arnett gave a little um, explanation this way. Think about a splinter in your finger or an abscess on a tooth. He said that our body launches an attack with our white blood cells and chemicals that results in redness and swelling to kill bacteria or rid the body of the intruder. And if it is for a short period of time, it's okay. But the longer it keeps going on and on and on, then that's going to cause a detrimental result, a really bad result in your heart. Well, now let's talk about you know, and everybody is everybody is so um, very imp- in, in concerned about cholesterol. And actually, like inf- like like inflammation, there's some of it that's good because it helps to heal the body. But cholesterol is needed to run your brain. Absolutely. And, and that is such a such a um, unknown factor that you start to wonder, sit there wondering. Now, wait a minute. If we've been reducing all this cholesterol in people, is that what's causing dementia? Is that what's causing Alzheimer's? Nobody has that link quite figured out yet, but it is. It, and you start to wonder about it. You know, there is a doctor, uh, Dr. Perlmutter, MD, and he talks about setting the record straight. He has a book called The Grain, the Grain Brain, and it's all about how uh, most common sources of protein in the human diet, like eggs, are very good for you, and they help your brain. Mm-hmm. And they're the things that are, are tied to this having too much cholesterol. So, but on the other hand, following this anti-inflammatory diet may be the absolute antithesis. Is that the word that I want for for the cholesterol thing? Because truly, if you follow the anti-inflammatory diet, you're going to lower your cholesterol anyway. Right. And you don't want to have your cholesterol abnormally low either. That's ridiculous. That's not needed. It's it's detrimental to your health. Um, There was a a, a research uh, done in Japan where they say that their research showed them that as you get older, your cholesterol should be higher for your good health. And... I was fascinated when I read that. I was like, well, it makes sense because of the way cholesterol is used for your health of your whole body. It, it affects your every ounce of your body. It's not just the heart, just the brain. It's everywhere. Again, and, it's your, your thing about the balance. It's you, you, you have to have a good balance and check your numbers. Learn about the numbers. And we don't, I don't know what they are, but... Learn about your numbers, which are in the uh, in in the ratio of your your good cholesterol to your bad cholesterol. That's mm-hmm. that's the important numbers. 
And talking about cholesterol, we will be doing more research because I've hit upon this, um, and I've I've even en- enlisted a librarian to help me. But there is a problem that has been floating around for a while, and nobody has addressed it head on, or no, there's not millions of dollars being, or billions of dollars being spent on research yet. But mark my word, it's coming. It's the whole problem of the leaky gut syndrome. Oh yeah, well keep keep on keep on there. We're going to talk more and more about that because that's a very big deal. Now, as far as as uh, the anti-inflammatory diet that Barry Sears, MD, has created that Zone Diet, and we know a gentleman who is 90 years old does Tai Chi every day, had a major scarring heart attack in Europe 44 years ago. Wow. Has a pacemaker. And today he has followed that zone zone diet religiously. And guess what? He eats bacon and eggs every day. I just about you go take him to Eaton Park. He's going for bacon and eggs, no matter what time of day it is. Wow. <laughs> bacon and eggs. But he balances it out. He doesn't eat just bacon. And, and, and tell, that's right. He said he said that you, you, there's a little fat in there. And and, and again, uh, my nephew's been researching the benefits of pork fat. Which mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten in, gotten into. So apparently, a couple strips of bacon, maybe once a week, won't hurt you. Here he is, ninety. He's ninety years old, and he is, is sharp, and uh, he he does tai chi every day, and uh, uh, he has some balance issues. But hell, you haven't said he's ninety. You know, <laughs> I'm sixty-six, oh. and I have balance issues. Well, here's the thing: if you if um, bottom line is. You want to do everything in moderation. And the zone diet is telling you that take a little piece of this, take a little piece of that. It's not telling you cut out everything or anything. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what your body's looking for is balance. But And one of the things I think it's not talking and we didn't talk about is, uh, is um, whole grains, ancient grains, mm-hmm. are also good for the anti-inflammatory diet like farro and amaranth and spelt. And, and what makes those, and what makes those grains even better for you is if you sprout them. Yes, sprout. sprouting plays a big role in um changing the molecular components in their tube. Uh, sprouting offers the seeds the ability to produce a protein. So you're not just getting a grain, you're getting a high protein grain when you allow the seed to sprout. And then turn it into a flower. Now, the University of uh, North Carolina at Chapel Hill is very well known for their authoritative sources. And Dr. Russell Greenfield, uh, MD, uh, he says this is very important. It's very clear that inflammation plays a major role, more than we thought, with respect to certain maladies. And they're talking about things like arthritis appendicitis, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease. Certain cancers. Cancers. Cancer is a big one. Mm-hmm. Cancer is a big one. Mm-hmm. So what do you eat? And here it they're, says they're, right they're here. Actually, they're actually calling inflammation a silent epidemic that triggers chronic disease over the years. You feel just fine, and you can have high levels of inflammation. You There's no warning sign for it. 
you have to get tested. So you have to remember one thing. Modern medicine is bringing to us the best technology in terms of measurements. So you have to have a yearly checkup so you can get your measurements done so you know whether you're on track or not. Absolutely. And, Dr., you're right, Sunita. Dr. Christopher Cannon, uh, MD, who is uh, Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School and a cardiologist at Brigham and Women's Hospital Boston, he says that the anti-inflammatory diet is very close to the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, by the way, um, he has co-authored the book. This is a good one for you. We'll have this on the blog, The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Anti-Inflammatory Diet. I'm going to Amazon and order it right now. <laughs> Why do we have to call it the complete idiot's guide? Why not just say the simple guide? The complete idiot's guide to the anti-inflammation diet. That's pretty cool. They also and have some information on vitamins in there too. Yep. And then you know, uh, and uh, one of the things they're talking about is fruits and vegetables, minimize saturated and trans fats, eat good source of omega three fatty acids. Um, and, and, and and if you don't take any other supplements, make sure you take your fish oil supplements. You don't take anything else. And eat eat plenty of whole grains like brown rice, bulgur wheat. Um, last night my nephew took a, something out of the refrigerator, a freezer, because I freeze things, you know, I bake a lot of it. I don't know how to cook a little bit, and I freeze it. And we thought it was borscht. Well, it turns out it was the chaw sauce from Chicken Cacciatore. It had green peppers in it. And, and uh, just a little bit of... Uh, you got a little surprise there, did you? Yeah. So he, I said, you can't eat this. I said, I'm going to stick this up for you. So what are you going to do? I said, um, I just took... So I had some quick cooking bulgur wheat. I threw mm-hmm. that in there. I had some organic mushrooms sliced up, and I threw that in there. Put it, in, put it in the microwave. In eight minutes, it was done. And uh, he said, oh, my goodness. He said, this looks like... Um, What's the Cajun food? Uh, gumbo. He said, this looks like gumbo. I said, yeah, you better not have any sausage. He said, ah, we have that never anything from Aldi's. And he cut up some never anything sausage. And he said, now I have sausage gumbo. There you <laughs> go. So, so you, go. you know, you can be creative. It doesn't take a long time to eat healthy and eat on this anti-inflammatory diet. And one, one way to sneak in some anti-inflammatory effect on your diet is to use ginger and other and spices. Oh, yeah, ginger and curry are very, very good. As a matter of fact, um, um, I take uh, a curcumin, which is a, comes from gin, from from. Uh, I'm sorry, comes from turmeric. Um, yeah, you know turmeric. Turmeric's the other spice. Turmeric is very, very good for inflammation. As a matter of fact, I can't take no diuretics, and after my first heart surgery, and even after the second one. Um, the first was for blockage, and the second was because my my heart valve, main heart valve, had deteriorated. I can't. They wanted to take diuretics afterwards. I couldn't take them. So uh, an Indian doctor, he said, I can't prescribe this, but find yourself an Ayurvedic doctor that will tell you what to take to get rid of this inflammation. So I immediately called up one of our friends at the time. Um, I don't think that we were close at the time. This has been seven years ago. I think it's been about five years we've been associate six. Mm-hmm. But I um, called up Manakshi Kapoor, and she calls over to somebody in India, and she said, you have to eat spinach, asparagus, and take turmeric and apple juice twice a day. Wow. I went I went back in two weeks. I remember Dr. Chengapa saying, 
he used to call me. He was the cardiologist I had right after my surgery that they gave me at UPMC at Mercy. And um, he he said, you are the cabbage patch kid. I said, what are you <laughs> talking about? He said, he said, he said, you are the poster child for cabbage surgery. He said, everybody else leaves here. They, they stop smoking two packs of bag, go back to smoking three. They lose 20 back sounds, they gain 40. He said, look at this, no inflammation. Look at this. That hematoma was gone in less than two weeks. Wow. And when I had the surgery the second time, there was hardly any hematoma at all, but because I was taking it, taking the curcumin and the mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory things before I went into surgery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but now I deal with a homeopathic doctor, um, you know, and I suggest that all of you find one also. Um, so because they know the right amounts. And it doesn't, it's not always a lot. You may be taking more than you need. That's why you need to consult a homeopathic physician. Uh, they can help you with the amounts you should be taking. Well, you know, with us, we just cook with it every day. So we're getting a small amount every single day. Yeah, yeah, There's thing, Indian cooking that people don't know how good it is for them. But then again, you have Indian cooking that is not good for you also, just sure. like any other diet. So Most Indian <laughs> cooking is, is good for you. And the other thing you want to think about is, here's an easy one, oatmeal with berries. Mm-hmm. Raspberries well, you are, know, the main, I, I, are the main chaser of cancer and inflammation, raspberries. And yogurt. I can't and green eat, tea. I can't. You have this stuff. Right, but I can't eat oatmeal. Oh. If I eat a bowl of oatmeal in the morning, I fall asleep. It just sits in my belly trying to be processed. Oh, even even still. So what I do? Even the still I, I find other ways to get oats into my diet, including uh, we just made a spaghetti the other day that had oatmeal in it. So there's ways of getting oatmeal into your diet without having to eat oatmeal my for breakfast. My kids tease me. They tease me. I make stuffed peppers. They have oatmeal in them. I make mm-hmm. I make I make meatloaf. It has oatmeal in it. I have uh, and there, so when they when when my daughter-in-law, my daughter will say to me, "What's in this, mom?" Uh, and and my my son will say, "Oatmeal, <laughs> <laughs> tofu." <laughs> right. Um, By the way, if you go on a diet like this, it's not a promise of weight loss. But by naturally changing your lifestyle, you start to get weight reduction. Yeah, you can't help but lose weight. It's not touted for weight loss, but you can't help but lose weight. You're eating healthier, your body's adjusting. So, it, and it's very grateful to you for doing that. So, where's the proof, Sunita, that reducing inflammation works? You feel better. There is no proof officially, and do you know why? Mm. It's really hard to test food. It's really hard to come up with a um, a standardized food that everybody's going to eat and everything else is going to stay the same. Each person, the way I explain it to people is that each person has developed different pathways that get blocked that cause problems. The solution is overall reduce inflammation, eat healthier, change your lifestyle. But is there proof 
Yeah, but it's not something that you can measure saying 80% of all heart patients that go on an anti-inflammatory diet are going to have less uh, heart disease. The reason is because all these patients with heart disease also have other complications. So just by changing the diet, you're helping the overall body's condition, not just one targeted area. Does that make sense? Sure. Now, there are certain areas where they say that they have seen improved cardiac outcomes, but it's not a clinical trial. Um, There's risk reduction by using uh, Asian-style diets and Mediterranean-style diets, and they have feel that they have um, ample evidence of it, but I don't see anybody doing a, a straight uh, just like if, what I'm talking about is that the kind of clinical trial that's done on a medicine, it's not done on food or, or food styles or lifestyles. Have you noticed, Joanne, yourself personally, that um, it's helped your arthritis? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, interestingly enough, we have a cousin. Um, first cousin on my mother's side of the family who owns a bakery. And periodically she comes to visit my brother and she brings him all these wonderful baked goods, the things that my mother baked for us when we were kids because she uses mostly, um, she calls her bakery nonnies, which is named for grandma in Italian. Mm-hmm. And she uses many, and she, she touted when she started out that she uses Mary LaMonica's recipes. That was my mother. So she's my brother's sitting there eating. Oh man, these are so good, Sandy. Oh man, these are so good. And she said, and he and and they had just previously been talking about his arthritis. And she said, well, you know, Joseph, that sugar feeds arthritis. Hmm. As he's eating all this, and and she said, he said, you're the devil. You so much. <laughs> he said, she said, just because I saw it doesn't mean you have to eat thirteen of them at one sitting, Joseph. Oh, good lord. Interesting. Oh, and she was right there feeding it to him. That's what he was. That's the story he likes to tell. So mm-hmm. here, you know, when but here's the thing: when you go and deal with this, um, this, this anti Dr. Wiles um, anti-inflammatory food pyramid, one of the things at the top of it are healthy sweets. All right. We're going to have people running that diet. Red wine, supplements, and tea, green tree, and uh, healthy herbs and spices, and other Mm -hmm. sources of protein, and um, whole soy foods, and uh, cooked beans are very, very good. Fish and seafood, healthy fats. Um, By the way, avocados, one of the best healthy fats you can eat. You know, I happen to love avocados. And I see them around your house all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole grains and the pasta, beans, legumes, vegetables, fruits. So, now, who's a big fan of avocados in our house? Sachin. Uh-huh. I can cut open an avocado, perfectly ripe. Nothing on it. He eats it straight. Oh he likes avocados straight. So anyway, health and foods when the pyramid lowers at the top. So healthy sweets are at the very bottom, very top in that narrow part of the pyramid. By the way, right, right. And you red have to wine, and red, red wine is right under it. So, so don't go crazy thinking you can run out and eat healthy sweets. And the healthy sweets, by the way, on the anti-inflammatory diet. And I used to tell my brother this. 
it was my excuse for eating dark chocolate. And and I don't remember, it wasn't your husband, it was another cardiologist. I had two cardiologists briefly before I started uh, coming to your husband. And one of them told me that if I felt anxious, it was probably because um, there was some inflammation in my body or um, possibly I needed something to bring my blood sugar up. So he suggested dark chocolate. Well, that was my excuse for eating chocolate then. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But the thing is that at the top of that, healthy sweets is dark chocolate, but it has to be at least 70% cocoa. I buy one. We found the perfect one. I don't get paid for tiding brand names, but there is a Girardelli has a 70% dark chocolate squares individually wrapped. They have one gram of sugar. Wow. You found it. One gram of sugar. The thing is, it might be <coughs> by the bar, but then you're tempted to eat two or three or right. four. Right, yeah, you're tempted to eat the whole now, thing. Now, there are what I call two square days, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm, I'm ready to kill oh, everybody. I'm ready to kill everybody, that way. and I don't do Lexapro, and I don't do any of those things that you know make you feel better, supposedly, those fake things that make you feel better. So there are two square days in my life. When the two square days are the day when I'm ready to kill everybody. So, but then I only get two grams of sugar and I get seventy-two percent cocoa in that dark chocolate. Nice. Now, one observation done by um, let's see which doctor was this. He said that he was talking to um, some patients that had traveled to India, and they said they noticed that their um, they have arthritis, and while vacationing in India, they were eating dishes with plenty of curry. And they told him that their joints didn't hurt as much while they were there. Oh, yeah. Well, that does the thing. And I would add the curry ingredients are natural anti-inflammatory. So is there proof that changing your diet works? That's part of the proof. Yeah, that's part of the proof. And the other thing is, you know, they talk about eggs. You know, don't try to eat eggs because of the cholesterol. Well, it's not proven that eggs have that much cholesterol in them. But what they do have is omega-3, okay? Eggs are very good for you. Omega-3 enriched eggs especially. And um, the other thing, the spices are, 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 are ginger, turmeric, garlic, cinnamon, holy basil, rosemary. My father would tell you that garlic would cure anything. Now, mm-hmm. my father ate a clove of garlic every day. On Sunday mornings, people would, like, give him space in charge for two reasons. He sang really loud, and the other one, he's always smelled like garlic. But <laughs> what finally got him was Alzheimer's at 84 years old. Um, the doctors told my mother if he had not if he had not contracted Alzheimer's, he probably lived to be a hundred. Mm-hmm. Because he had the organs of a fifty-year-old man. Right. And um, I I actually uh, have to end the show because I have somebody at my door. Uh huh. Well, we shall do that. We will continue um, with more information on um, anti-inflammatories and the whole topic of getting your heart back on track as we continue this show. Um, I will end it by saying that the show is 
brought to you by my favorite equipment in the world, the Biophotonic Scanner, which does a, the only machine out there that does a live tissue test to give you your antioxidant score, or as my husband says, your no-pokey inflammation score. And I thank Joanne Quinn-Smith for helping us out here today. And um, contact me at 412-367-9104. And uh, come in and see me and get your antioxidant score taken. 20 bucks for all our friends that, Mrs. that listen to Mrs. Cardiology and our patients. And let's get you on track. And have a good day, and we'll see you next time. The copyright for today's show is Mrs. Christina DePanda, DBA, Mrs. Cardiology, 2013 to 2015, all rights reserves. Additional information will be found at mrscardiology.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.